Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Rambler. I am your host, Mike McDonald. Welcome, adoptees, friends and family of adoptees, people just interested in the subject of adoption from the adoptees' perspective, their point of view. That is the basis of this show. This week, my guest, I got a great episode for you today. My guests are We the Lees, again, Lee and Whitney Fritz. They are back to uh, talk a little bit about We the Lees, their blog, their Instagram, and everything else. And a little bit about I Am Adoptee, which is a forthcoming service resource for adoptees, uh, forthcoming, forthcoming in the future, by Joy Lieberthal Rowe and Tom Kaplan. And uh, Whitney, she's also working on that a little bit. So you get to hear a little bit about that today. You also get to hear a little bit about uh, the ins and outs of NFL commodities and autographs and the commodity of autographs. If that's something that excites you, then stay tuned. Uh, In the meantime, what are you guys doing? It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day this weekend. Uh, Just kind of relaxing, chillaxing and relaxing all cool here in Rockland County, beautiful Rockland County, New York, which is generally where I record the show from and put it together for you guys. Uh, kind of a long weekend. I'm coming off of a week of, of staycation. I took the week off of work, which is rare. So uh, I apologize for anybody uh, who emailed me and stuff and I didn't really get back to them. I, you know, I've been taking the week off, taking it easy, taking it easy, living the good life. It has been pretty, pretty nice out this past week, this weekend. Sorry for anybody who got hit by the hurricane now ravaging the uh, East Coast, at least in some portions. Hurricane or tropical storm, Hermine, Hermine. I keep wanting to say Hermione. Hurricane Hermione. She uh, she's coming up the East Coast. I guess she did some uh, damage in North Carolina and Florida and stuff. But so far up here in New York, sunny blue skies. It's been pretty nice. Pretty nice out. So what else is new? What else is new here in Rockland County? I guess not too much. We uh, rented Sing Street, this movie Sing Street, the other night. Great movie. Fantastic film. If you are a child of the 80s or you like movies with musically talented kids, like high school kids, like uh, I would describe it as a Irish crossover between Once and School of Rock. If you guys have seen those movies, it's like a combo of those. It's a very sweet movie. Highly recommend. A lot of good music. I'll, I'll probably play a little little tune of that on the back end of this show just to give you a sample. If you like The Cure or Depeche Mode or any of that 80s new wave synth pop type stuff, then you will really enjoy that film. Very cute film. Uh, it's family friendly. You can go watch it. Go watch it. It's fun to watch. Anyways, that's all that's new here. Uh, I'll just get right into it. So please enjoy my conversation with Weedleys. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to the show, the Lees. Whoop whoop. Yep. <laughs> uh, still out there in uh, in in Tennessee. Yeah, we're hanging here. Definitely. How Definitely. has life been out there the past uh, couple weeks? Well, we haven't been here really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys been traveling? Where'd you go? Been all over. We started in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest brother got married. Oh, so- congratulations! Yeah, it was really fun. My family is all spread out, so we like almost never get to see each other. So it was really fun. Um, and then Lee went on a little adventure. Yeah, went down. <laughs> <laughs> went down to Baltimore, visited my family up in Pennsylvania, then, and then um, went out to Atlantic City. Oh, very nice. Alone or with people? 
Actually, with people. <laughs> with people. Going for a big sports card. Show. Oh, okay. So cool. How was that? How long were you there for? I was in Atlantic City for two days and then flew back out of Philadelphia back to Nashville. But it okay. was a lot of walking. Oh, my goodness. And a lot of – spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you win anything? Actually, I didn't have much time to gamble at all. Oh, I was, no? all day long and by the time it was nighttime I was like ready to go to bed because I'm old <laughs> no I hear that and then like Atlantic City is kind of like way far out there so uh, it takes forever to get to you right exactly exactly what did you drive there three hours or something yeah it took us like three hours to get out from Harrisburg and then yeah that sounds about right to Philadelphia then I flew out of Philly okay so, but, so uh, no time gambling in Atlanta. It's probably for the better, you know. Pretty much. <laughs> Don't yeah. even worry about it. How did yeah. it look? I haven't been back to the Jersey Shore uh, since um, the hurricane came through. So, is it, what, did it look okay? It looked great. Like everything was rebuilt. And, you know, boardwalk was was thriving. So there were a ton of people on the boardwalk. Nice. So, and there were it, still a tourist attraction, but that. Right. Uh, that's always good to hear that the uh, the boardwalk is thriving and everything like that because I know, you know, for a while there after Sandy it was kind of a nightmare for the Jersey Shore and then they got hit with a bunch of other stuff after that and it was it's just tragedy after tragedy down there. Right, right. So glad to hear that it's a uh, it's back up and running. I'll have to Did get it. there sometime and check it out. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Lee was there for his um his uh another one of his <laughs> nerd hobbies. <laughs> uh oh. You, were you like LARPing or something? What is this nerd hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> but football, sports cards. Okay. Sports and the memorabilia. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that bad. That's not like, you know. Like 50,000 people that went through the doors over the course of five days at the convention center there. Damn. So, I'm not the only nerd out there. It makes me feel better. <laughs> no, that's good. Is it like an investment for you? Is it just like a hobby? I, it's a hobby trying to turn into a business right now. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. what oh, everyone can go visit. Yes, uh, Fritz and Goal Sports Cards on Instagram. On Instagram right oh, now. Okay, everybody, definitely uh, check that out on Instagram. If you're a nerd, visit Fritz and Goal. <laughs> it's a sports card nerd. It's gonna be sports Absolutely. Card. Hey, sports cards are, are are in, especially with tonight being the first NFL game. Is yeah. that the first NFL game? It is tonight. The Hall of Fame game's tonight. Oh, really? The Colts are playing the uh, Packers. Oh, wow. Does they start this early? I don't watch football, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's this early. So even though the Olympics are happening right now, football, first football game of the year is tonight. So, wow. Yeah, it's just That's preseason. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That, all right, so got it. Preseason. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't really count, but everyone's just pumped to watch it. So is that like are – there, are those like scrimmage games? Like what does preseason do? So basically they try out rookies for yes. preseason. It's all the rookies that are trying to make the final roster. Okay. They have these next four or five games are their shot to really shine and tell the coach, hey, I want to be part of the team. What happens if they don't make the cut? Are they like out of the team or are they just benched for like the season? They're out of the team normally. So they get cut and then because all, all NFL teams are cutting players. Uh-huh. And, Maybe another team might pick them up if they're lucky, but this is their really one and only shot. So, so they got even like all these rookies. Have they already signed a contract? Even because now I imagine they got draft. I don't again don't know anything about football. I know there's a draft, and that's a big deal. That so they is get drafted, right? And that's then 
I, I suspect that they sign a contract for X many years and X many dollars. But exactly. only the top, the top how, how many players. Oh, okay. Only. Well, seven rounds, top 200. Yeah, so it's not very many. But if they get cut, any of those 200 guys, what happens to all that money? Do they still get it? Or are they just like, sorry, you violated your contract for being a crappy player? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it is not guaranteed money, so they they lose out on some. So. Oh. But there's That's a lot better. there's a lot of free agents there. Oh, football is just so complicated because there's so many like free agents, like older guys that are trying to stay in the league, uh-huh. younger that are maybe not have gone drafted that are trying right. to get back into the league, which is one of the reasons for preseason because all these undrafted guys, they still have a shot, even if they didn't make the draft, to yeah. play. And okay. they, they can make themselves look really good in these preseason games, and the coach wants them, and then they become really, really good. So where do the sports cards come into this? So sports cards come into this because, like, right now all those rookies out there that nobody knows about, their cards are already out in the market. Uh-huh. So people are speculating that these guys are going to be either really good, mid to good, or bad. So that's It's another form of gambling because you really don't know. You're just guessing as to, as oh, to he's how good they're going to really be. Well. Yeah. So, like, I only know a few names. So, like, a couple years ago, where did yeah. uh, Johnny Manziel, like, place? Was he, like, supposed to be, like, top billing, and then after that he kind of fell off? He was – Perfect example. Yeah. So when he first came out, his stock was so high, everybody wanted everything of his. Mm-hmm. Like he was like top tier. And then all his stuff happened where he didn't really play a lot in Cleveland. And then he just started partying so yeah. hard that his stock just plummeted. So and is that so, new stuff to the stock, like their lifestyle outside of football? It's huge. So all those guys that have like controversies out there. Uh-huh. Oh, and say they get either kicked out of the NFL or they get suspended from the NFL, it hurts their stock so bad. So what happens like if they're still in, but there's some something happened? Like uh, who was the guy last year in the Giants who like lit a firework off in his hand or whatever? And oh, blew his yeah. fingers off, and then he lost his finger. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Oh, I can't think of his name. Well, what does that do to some guy's stock? Is it tank it or like Plexico Burris shot himself in the leg at a club? Yeah, so or Aaron Hernandez is a serial killer. <laughs> an extreme Aaron example. Aaron Hernandez really went completely. You can give his stuff away. Ray Rice, another example. Oh, Ray Rice, yeah. So I went to school with Ray Rice, actually. Are you what? serious? Yeah, I went to Rutgers. He's a couple years younger than me, but he was like, uh, you know, the hot player of my last two years in, in college wow. before he got drafted. <laughs> yeah, he, he's an example of what happens when, like, he got, you know, basically kicked out of the NFL right. practically. Right, yeah, because he was suspended for a long time. Uh, they did, and then he uh, he hasn't been able to play since, and mm-hmm. you know nobody wants his cards. People only want players that they see on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you, if you see a player on TV or or a retired player, you know a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know they want that kind of card, that kind of memorabilia. But if they're not playing, they're sitting on the bench. Yeah. Their stock is pretty much in the tank. So what if it's like a, like somebody like Tom Brady, who's very yeah. popular in New England, but everywhere else is not popular. <laughs> Can you sell that card in New England, or is it like a diamond dozen in that particular market, and then you're kind of screwed everywhere else? Crazy thing about Tom Brady, even though everybody hates him, uh-huh. <laughs> if you're not if you're not in New England, mm-hmm. his stuff sells like crazy anywhere. Yeah? Just yeah. because he does his he doesn't have a whole lot of memorabilia and or autographs out there. Oh, really? So that control like he can kind of control the market a little bit too. Exactly. By so not he, handing out autographs. He chooses not to sign a lot with a lot of companies 
And What's so the it, reasoning behind that for him? Um, probably, probably because one, he doesn't need the money right now, and two, because he's making sure that when he retires, his autograph is still worth a ton of money. Because oh, when, so that's a commodity. Exactly. That's why you won't see him sign like crazy, you know, at either training camps or even after games because wow. the autographs from when he retires. Does, does that commodity go down again, going back to the lifestyle thing with like the flate gate and all that stuff? It hurts him a little. That hurt him a little bit. But, but not a lot. It doesn't take it, him out of the game. It doesn't take him out of the game. He's because like a big enough star that yeah. his stats are so great and he's got such a record that people still want it. Like, See, how big could you get before, like, you hit your fiancé or you kill somebody or something before your image takes such a big hit that you're no longer a commodity as an autograph or whatever? I mean, it's got to be really bad. I mean, it's got to be to the point that, like, ev- like the entire world just turns their back. Even like, dumps you. They just, like, it's like any bad stock, like, public image thing. Like, it's got to be pretty bad. But when your team, when your own team turns their back on you, that means that guy's probably done. That's, so, like, O.J. Simpson, up until the murder, would have been pretty stellar to have. He would have been great to have, exactly. And then, after that, then his stock went tanked. But you want to know something crazy? You know how everything bounces back? You know, stuff comes back. Like Did O.J. O- Simpson bounce back? O.J. Simpson bounced back. Was so it because now- all the TV shows and the books out now? Yeah. Publicity again, and now everybody wants this stuff again. Really? So- that's Is it because how, it's like a weird like thing like, oh, I have an OJ jacket before he killed somebody? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's stuff like that that people want. So it's <laughs> like that. But yeah, his that's what happened. That's why um, you know he went back to prison. He, yeah, he was trying to get that stuff back, right? Trying to get stuff back that they were trying to market out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was his own private collection of stuff. Oh, and wow. Back, but technically it wasn't his anymore. So he probably should have just gave him money. Then he could have got his Interesting. Stuff. All right, Aaron Hernandez, if you're listening to this, hold out. There might be hope. There might be hope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sign anything yet. You could be a commodity in the future. <laughs> Some peculiar, strange story of the NFL. So, like, yeah, it's just uh, – that all of that seems so bizarre to me. Just It's like such a weird business structure. And then it's like it side is. businesses. Yeah, so many going on that we don't even we see we just watch you know games on Sunday, but right. there are so many other things that go into it. So, man, all right. Well, so this is a this is definitely a passion for you then. It has been, yeah, <laughs> for years. Yeah. And so, what what is the Instagram? Are you only on Instagram for this, or is it like a whole website thing? Right, right now, it's only Instagram. Hopefully, down the road, we're gonna do maybe a start a website and then okay. start like on eBay and things like that. Oh yeah. Right. But right now it's uh, Fritz and Goal Sports Cards on okay. Instagram. So uh, you, yeah, send it. I'll put it in the show notes, and then people can can find you on Instagram. And what what do you do? Do you just like, hey, this is for sale, or I got this card and it's awesome? Like, what what's the business model there? Buy, sell, and trade at this point. So um, to buy it, you know, I I can PayPal, which is easy. Which mm-hmm. PayPal all my buyers out there, and then you know, trading can do that as well. So and then I do local shows here in Nashville. Oh, okay. Showcase all the stuff that I have, and then you know sell it out, and then buy more, sell it, buy more, sell it. So I know so. in the South, in particular, too, after having lived there, is that college football is bigger than the NFL. So is there like a college market too? 
it's a huge because we're so close to Alabama. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they, everything Alabama or everything Tennessee Vols, I mean, UT is just, is huge. And the Titans are are coming back with them acquiring (laughs) different big names. Uh Uh-huh. They're helping. They're helping push, you know, their market a little bit. But right everyone's now, everyone's hopeful. Yeah, everyone's hopeful in yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned to see how that ends. Exactly. All right, well, well, good luck out there, football <laughs> fans. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the the topics at hand here today. We're talking about not just uh, football and trading cards. <laughs> Well, what was that? That wasn't the end of your vacation, right? So you went to Philly and you came back to Tennessee, and that was kind of it? Yeah, that, that was, was it. pretty much since the last time we talked to you. And then Austin and back, and that was it? Yep. yep. We've been in Tennessee like two days since we last spoke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you're back home now. You're settling yep. in. Yep, exactly. exactly. Have you been blogging separately about all your travels on We The Lees and everything, or no? Not a whole lot about that. We did just publish a new one tonight mm-hmm. um, that Lee wrote. Which was pretty, um, it's a pretty intense post that you can speak a little to what you're writing. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we had come back from con here, you know, from going there about a month mm-hmm. ago. And, um, you know, one of the sessions just triggered something like memories. And so I wanted to write about those. You know, you can have negative and or positive memories. And I have sure. some negative ones. And I decided to write a little bit about them. Okay. So, a little bit more in this post was, you know, some of the negative stuff that I've kind of experienced, whether it mm-hmm. was living down here or whether it's, you know, what I've had in my childhood, yeah. but it's that I think a lot of Korean adoptees can even relate to, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, if they want to go check it out, please do. Yeah. So what kind, of, what kind of stuff, because uh, you're a transplant to, to Tennessee, a recent transplant <laughs> to Tennessee. I am. <laughs> I mean, how how has that adjustment been for you? It's actually not been too bad. It's you know, it was hard when I first came down here, mm-hmm. but you know, now I'm used to it. You know, it's kind of like anywhere that you have to move to. You know, mm-hmm. after a year or so, you're you're used to it. You know, it's just like second nature for you. Yeah. So I, it's been really good. But my post uh, in general is about you know a little bit of the racism that I've had to had to deal with even moving down here yeah, much worse here yeah than it has been up up north so um you know like i said most people don't talk much about it but i decided to explore it a little bit more in detail you know yeah. about my experiences you know names or things that i've been called here or there mm-hmm. uh, but um but overall it's been a very positive experience down here you know, you know do you feel yeah. like in tennessee it's much more open than it is in pennsylvania I think people are more like they're willing to express more of their opinion to you. It's more blatant. It's more blatant versus Mm -hmm. like in Pennsylvania, even though I'm in Pennsylvania Dutch country, people kind of stick to themselves. You know, the conversations do not get deep comments made don't get deep. But once you hit the South, anything goes from what I've seen. So people will tell you their opinion no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like it cuts both ways, you know, coming from North Carolina. It was like sometimes it was like this uh, – it's almost like Midwestern veiled niceties. You know, you know bless yeah. your heart was a big thing. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely yep. And it's like the, the southern version is screw you. Yep, <laughs> yeah. said with a smile on their face, oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart, yeah. 
<laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't think I have that many Southern listeners or anything, but they can attest. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. It's just like, I don't know, because up north it's different too, because it's not, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be open about saying screw you in general, but in terms of their racism, it either, I feel like the defi- their definition of racism has changed to be like, mm. no, that's not racist. And it's like, no, that's still racism. You're just not discriminating or you just don't know what racism is. You think that uh. racism is dead and it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. So they don't think they're being ignorant or racist, but it's like kind of buried so deep inside that they don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Versus like, at least in the South, you kind of know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. That's it's exactly right. Pretty much all out there. <laughs> yeah, they throw it out there pretty quick. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and Lee's particularly what you explored in this recent post is um, at your job, like you're often delivering bad news. Mm-hmm. And so when people are upset and emotions are really high, then it's like no holds barred. And they feel like they can say whatever, take any sort of cut that they want to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's been the hard thing. Are you so, like, you're not George Clooney and somebody and up in the air, are you? You're like, well, here's your severance pack. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite that bad, but you wouldn't know that by responses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, people get honest when they think that they're, they're done. You know, it's yeah. like when all, everything, the gloves are off. Yep. <laughs> like, they don't care what they say. Because, like, there's no value in holding back anymore, right? There's no repercussions well, for what they right. say. So or they don't funny. feel like there are any repercussions. Right. Exactly. It's not funny, but it's so just, like, bizarre, the things that people will say that have no relevance to, like, the topic at hand, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can go back where you came from. Like, what? What, <laughs> what does that have to do with what we yeah. are talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like, if you, like, any of that kind of stuff, like, the, I, I don't know, it's not casual racism, but I guess they're just lashing out at whatever right. is in front of them, right? right? And it doesn't necessarily have to do with whatever bad news you're telling them, they just need somebody to lash out. <laughs> exactly. And that's what you get to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that differs from like, uh, the white experience when they have to give similar bad news. Have you talked about that with any of your coworkers? They don't really, yeah, it's not, it's not even, I don't think they've experienced much of anything. Even, I think it's more, they're lashing out, not at that person, but more <laughs> at just the news itself. Uh, especially when it's somebody who's Caucasian talking to somebody else who's Caucasian. It's almost yeah, so. like a person of color is like an easy out for them. It is. It's like, oh, you're different. This is something that I can like attack, you know? Yeah, it's a target. You've become a target. Right, exactly. exactly. For their yeah. rage. Yeah. Well, that is extremely unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like what are you going to do, like white guy to white guy? You can't, right, right. there's no <laughs> racist <laughs> term to call that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Or say go back to where you came from. Right. Like, uh, Probably the same place you came from. Yeah. New Jersey? Well, I don't. I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but we think a lot of people can identify with it. So yeah, no, definitely. So people should definitely check that out. So where, where did the idea of the well? Let's go. Let's move back a little bit. Get a little broader scope, not just the, this one post, which people should definitely look at, as well as others. But we the Lees. So you guys met at Con. Yes. Mm-hmm. Long, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three years? You, you, <laughs> Four you, years. You fell in love after some light coffee asking. <laughs> <laughs> you remember. <laughs> <laughs> A little long distance stuff. And then you moved to Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, as, as I recall from our last conversation. Yeah. 
Yep. And so now you're uh, together enjoying it. And, and when did you start We the Leeds? While while you still apart, or when you moved in, or? Um, it would have been about a year after you moved here, I guess. Yeah, after we were married. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got married, and then um, shortly after that, I finished my master's degree, and then I was super burnt out. And Lee said, "You just need to take a break." So I was able to kind of stay home for a little bit. I retired temporarily. <laughs> um, You're like Jay-Z. You can retire yeah. and then unretire. I'm back now. But <laughs> um, I kind of had some time. And so I was processing a lot of things. Um, our crazy whirlwind like dating and then our first year of marriage and like adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... During that time, we also went back for the first time to Korea mm-hmm. for Lee to meet my family. And so there, there was just kind of a lot going on. And um, I had not been in a relationship before with an adoptee. And so kind of adjusting to that sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of, I don't know what made me realize one day, I was just like, we are like pretty unique. <laughs> like we we had not met any adoptee couples up until we had started the blog. Mm. Um and particularly I think the Korea visit and um me watching Lee with my birth family was really kind of like, wow, this is like an interesting experience. How was that? How was that for you? Pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was it was I felt like I, you know, I blended right in. Other than the fact I couldn't understand a single word they were really saying, <laughs> but which I, is your own fault. It is my own fault. Yeah. But no, it was it was really neat seeing all their dynamics and you know because from the first visit that I ever had to Korea till that visit, you know, I had an idea of what Korea was, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand what like everyday life was. And so getting a chance to meet them for the first time and see it and see dynamics and see family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And so, you had visited, like, you'd done, like, tourist Korea. Exactly. But this yeah. was, like... I mean, that's, you know, people in the, right now are coming back. Uh, Ica has just ended. And yeah. so people are coming back from sometimes their first visit to Korea for many people. And uh, even for adopting, I, I lived there for two years, and I still think I didn't really get a great insight into the day-to-day life of most Koreans. You know, I'd do things that they did, like, go to the mall, go to the movies, just everyday stuff. But... You know, to see family dynamics kind of play out or uh, like intra-Korean friend dynamics play out, you don't get a sense too much of that except kind of as an outsider. So as somebody who's been brought into that family dynamic, um, I'm curious as to what your impressions were. Well, my, I would say my impression of that was just it, – it was I, – I, I was more speechless when I first got – Put it that way. So, we really was it because you couldn't say anything in Korean? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that could be a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but it was more. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know, growing up and never being really around Koreans. You know, I mean, I was my exposure to Korea was only for a couple weeks mm-hmm. as a tourist. Yeah. You know? yeah. So now I'm going actually into these people's homes who are mm-hmm. strangers to me. And try to almost live with them, you know, yeah. even though for a period of time that we were there, oh, I was so nervous because not only was I meeting them, then I found, then I found, yeah, my in-laws. And then I found out once we got there, I'm going to meet all of their extended family the following day. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Oh, great. It's like a big family <laughs> gathering. It is. Yeah. It's just like Meet the Parents. It's like the movie, but Korean. <laughs> so, And it's not just Meet the Parents. It's Meet Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. And have to make a good impression mm-hmm. with them. And, yeah. And try to communicate with them, even though if it's not through speech, through body language. And that was how I, I really made it through, was body language. Huge for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, overall... My impression of, of them and, and the overall experience first time around was awesome. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, and I took so much away from that experience. So. Yeah. So we started having some conversations coming back, you know, just these impressions and then um, being able to observe all that was happening. And we just felt like like this was something that we wanted to share. Um there, well, there were several reasons for sharing the blog. That, I think, was the biggest catalyst for us mm-hmm. was the Korea trip. Um, second was the lack of adoptee community that we have here in the South. And we re- like we were really feeling very alone. And so we were like, you know, if online is the way that we can find that community, then, like, that's what we'll do. And that's exactly what we've done. We've been shocked at um, the response, overwhelmingly positive response that um, people have had to our site and Um, they've really like engaged with us, interacted with us, like really become great friends to us. Um, so we can be, you know, thousands of miles from some of our friends, but we still like interact with them almost daily. And it's been so fun to meet so many adoptees, um, all across the country and across the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so part of it was selfish for us that we just wanted to find community because we didn't have here. Um, but I think that it's, gone well so far we're we just celebrated our one year birthday mm-hmm. um in july last month so for the blog the blog, the blog yeah. anniversary yeah our dole <laughs> <laughs> well awesome and what other topics do you guys kind of uh have you explored on the blog it's kind of whatever hits us <laughs> mm-hmm. you know kind of like lee's um most recent you know like some experience will just like trigger something mm-hmm. or like um, some experience that we've had together. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, you know, my situation is kind of unique in that, you know, with Whitney being reunited with her birth family, a lot of my posts are about like birth family search, you, sure, know, yeah. you know, the positives and or negatives mm-hmm. that come from that. And, mm-hmm are you ready to do one and what goes into it? And I get to see, you know, a positive outcome of one, Mm -hmm. but then I've heard a lot of, you know, negative ones and sure those balances. I mean, there is, it's one of the biggest decisions to me of an adoptees. No, definitely. Yeah. Go ahead and do it or not, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when it all boils down to that. So back and forth. And I'm, to decide what you want to do. And it's exactly yeah. because I get to see that. But then I also know, you know, there there could be, you know, heartache at the end of that road. Yeah. Know? And, you know, as somebody who's thinking about doing that, I guess you got to be open to the possibilities that it can go any which way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it won't look exactly like Whitney's if I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean that's the hope, but it's like it shouldn't be the plan necessarily, right? Absolutely. You kind of plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. Yeah, that's you know talking to a lot of other adoptees and or even social workers. They that's what they tell me. Kind of plan for the worst, but hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
we've written pretty extensively on that on trying to decide or how you waver back and forth mm-hmm. every day you know yeah. it's okay I'm gonna search okay no I'm not ready um, <laughs> but we have that conversation pretty frequently yeah um like we kind of just share with readers um things that we just encounter all the time so like the conversations like that that we have um we had um a post actually it was we should have put them together with your recent one um about some racism that we experienced um just after we were married and um people asking about our name lee and whitney fritz um and how it doesn't seem to match our asian faith Asian faces. What? That was, I know, what? Shocking. What? Yeah. Oh, my um, God. That was, yeah, really an interesting thing. Um, Lee wrote a post on uh, where are you from, the question. Oh, yeah. That we all get all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, just kind of how, what that does for an adoptee, what Lee feels when he gets that question and mm-hmm. how it kind of, like, is so much deeper than the person asking could ever, mm-hmm. you know, so do we like try to leave it at for you, Pennsylvania, where are you from Pennsylvania? Oh, but like, where are you really from? Or where are your parents from? You know, um, how we try to deal with that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Um, I've written extensively about my birth family reunion, um, about the processes that I went through and then what the last six years have been for me, what my relationships are like, um, particularly with my siblings. I have, uh, two brothers and that's been a really different experience for me in a lot of different ways. Um, here I'm 10, there's a 10 year span between my next closest sibling. Um, and I'm the baby here. And then I went to Korea, and there's three of us within six years of each other. So um, my older brother is two years older. So we're, like, super close in age compared to here. And then Mm -hmm. I also have a younger brother, and so I'm not the youngest sibling. So learning how to, like, be a nuna to him and kind of what that means. Um, And that has been, like, a super fun journey. Um, But kind of exploring all of that. I also... um, my grandparents here all passed when I was super young. Like, I don't mm. really have any memories of grandparents here. Um, but I have two homonies in Korea. And so learning what that relationship is like. Like, it's been um, a lot of different, besides what you would expect being different in a reunion. Um, it's been beyond that for me, <laughs> relationally. So it's been really fun. Yeah, It has. Yeah. <laughs> We've written on a lot of different things. Well, that's awesome. And so you said like when you started, um, when you go to Korea and you realize that you're kind of the first and only adoptee couple that you knew at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're right. We find now that we're not. Of you are not. <laughs> that, is, that is true. No, anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it's still fairly rare to find an adoptee couple, but it does happen out there. Yeah. I think more the more involved people are with the adoptee community, I think, yeah. is when more happens more. Otherwise, you know, there's not an opportunity if you're just kind of out in the middle of Tennessee by yourself exactly. and there's nobody else around. Exactly. It's like if a tree falls in the woods. Right. <laughs> so you said you were reflecting a little bit upon that. Uh, what what kind of stuff did you were you thinking about when you came to the realization that, oh, wait, I'm the only person who's doing this right now? Yeah, I think that that was um, 
one of the first things that we had posted, I don't know if you remember this, um, was about our our long distance dating relationship and how we kind of felt like, of course, that's hard on everyone, mm-hmm. but we felt like that was really particularly hard on us. And we kind of wondered if that had to do with our adoptee identities oh, yeah. um, of like the constant goodbyes that we were doing and not being able to be in like close relationship, you know, close proximity. Like we wanted to, like, I feel like we started realizing these sorts of things really early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course questions that Lee would have about my birth family or um, how they were super involved, you know, in our relationship and, we were always sending pictures back and like they wanted to know everything about Lee and um, like we just were realizing that these things like affect us every single day. Like this is a part of our everyday life in like some way or another, like this adoptee reality for us touches everything. And so we were like, are we the only people having these sort of conversations, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think at first we thought we we're like kind of a novelty and we are so not, and we're not, no, we're <laughs> but, but it's been so fun to be able to connect with other people who are like, yeah, like we get that. Like we feel kind of this kinship, mm-hmm. um, and it's been super fun. And I've become like pen pals with a couple of adoptee wives and it's been really, really just like so great to find that community that we haven't had here. Yeah. Well, you say you're, you're, you're not a novelty, but I think there's, you know, a difference between just an adoptee couple and then some people like you who are putting their lives kind of in public, in the public light and sharing these very intimate thoughts, uh, and conversations that you have with each other for the bigger, the larger benefit of the community so that people can look at the blog and also say, Oh, we are not just a, a novel couple either. <laughs> like we're not yeah. the only ones out there experiencing these things. Uh, there are uh, obviously at least, at least the Lees over here. Right. <laughs> at, at least there are two, there's other, two people. other people in this world that are having that problem. Yeah. 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 yeah and that was another, um, part of starting the blog. I think there are a bunch of different things that went into like, okay, let's actually do this. Cause we had talked about it for, I don't know, a little bit before we actually started and launched mm-hmm. last year. Um, but I remember going through, for instance, my birth family reunion and kind of like realizing, okay, there's no map for this. There's no handbook. Like I just felt like I was flying blind and I was trying, I was like Googling nonstop reading like adoptee blogs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And nobody was really talking about reunion, um, a lot in good or bad ways. Um, and so I kind of felt like, wow, am I seriously the only person? Like I felt so alone in that time. Um, and I went through a lot of really, really hard things post reunion, um, going through sorting my feelings. And, um, then of course being really close to my family for four months, we were there together. And then I left, you know, mm-hmm. I moved a couple miles away to come back home. So I really was going through a lot and not finding a lot <laughs> online yeah. or anything. Um, about this. And so I was like, you know, like if I can share this experience and if it will help anyone else in the world to not feel like that horrible aloneness that mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it was so isolating. Um, like then that's something that I want to do. And so with that, and then with our, you know, being an adopted couple mm-hmm. and, um, kind of navigating 
all that that means for us, you know, like, yeah, if anyone can benefit from us sharing this, then like, let's do it. <laughs> let's launch. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, more than any, not any other community, but I think more than many other communities. And it's an interesting dichotomy between the fact that we have a community of adoptees who are also a community that feels very alone and isolated a lot of the time as well. It's like you personally feel in that these situations where you're like, I'm the only person in the world who are experiencing these things or is, is, has this kind of feeling, especially, you know, common themes of, uh, abandonment issues right? Mm-hmm. Of course. or not wanting to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it's interesting that you have like a whole group of people who feel this way <laughs> together right. and that there really aren't a whole lot of resources, even in this digital age, you know, you can Google all you want, but it's like, does anybody have a, a process out there for reunification? And, you know, it's more of an art than it is a science in a lot of cases. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, varies so much case to case. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a challenge because like you do want, need people to understand that like as far as personalities go and like so much variance in individuals, you know, like we are only one story. And so we try to really, really stress that like, um, like, you know, for instance, my story is so different from Lee's even. Mm-hmm. And so we really try to, like stress that like we are just like one of like a lot of stories out there and a lot of examples um but you know if that can help anyone like then that's something that we want to do and something that I um really struggled with um right during my reunion and then post reunion um I was keeping a personal blog while I was in Korea and that had just started when I went um overseas to teach and I like thought my mom maybe would read it. <laughs> like that would be it. <laughs> um, and then I was surprisingly did my reunion while I was there and started gaining a lot of readership from adoptees. Mm-hmm. And um, that was not something I planned on, of course. And it was kind of like a little bit of pressure for me. And I feel like I was not honest enough with my readers um, back at that time. I was only saying like, these positive things like about reunion and never expressing like some of these deep, hard questions that Mm -hmm. I was really wrestling with. And, um, when I came back, uh, when I moved back in 2011, after my teaching contract in my reunion, like I went through this really, really difficult time, really deep depression. And, Mm -hmm. um, again, just feeling like that isolation. And I was like, okay, Like, I just feel like there's nobody that I can talk to about this, not only in the adoptee community, but, like, generally speaking, like, I don't feel like it's a comfortable topic to talk about, like, depression or, you know, like, these sorts of things. So we've tried in this second go-around for me um, to be super honest about everything. We talk about a lot of positive things and a lot of really hard negative things. I've shared a counseling journey um, the long therapy that I've gone through, um, and kind of some of the things that I struggled with a lot during that year. Um, but we've really tried to show both sides of the coin. And I feel like, like those are the things that have attracted the most readers and the things that people have identified the most with, like the most comments that we get, um, are like, wow, like you're reading about this 
this therapy journey that you went on and it is so similar to mine. And Mm -hmm. like, thank you so much for sharing this because people don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like those real things are what people are really responding to. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of the, I I don't know, literature and, and blogs and everything out there, or either focused on one or the other, and it's not really a whole reality of both. And you know, I don't know if it comes down to personality. If people are just like, I'm a really positive person, or I'm a really negative person, or like I'm a realist. It's, yeah. It's more like, you know, it, it, it's good to get an even keel on both sides. Of like, whether just like life, there's good aspects and there's negative aspects. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you can go through both things. Our blog for the first time after listening to this, like read a couple. So it's the first time. <laughs> kind of a downer. Like go back because they're not all like that. No. <laughs> they're not all Debbie Downers. No, they are not. No. <laughs> and they're not all Pollyannish. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so get a good mix. Read a couple before you go <laughs> on a mess with this. Well, that's good. Yeah, I feel like I try, I strive to do that. Uh, with the show as a platform is that, you know, and this is why I try to keep it mostly guest focused because, mm-hmm. you know, I talk a little bit about myself, but mostly it's like, I don't want to necessarily share my story. I think most people get more out of what the guests have to say, because if they're being honest with me, with me, which is what I ask all the guests, as you know, then you get a good sense of the positive and negative sides of being an adoptee or a person of color or both. And, what comes with that? There is good and bad, and there's things in the middle. And so it's good that you're kind of capturing that and your experience on your blog. Uh, and it's interesting that you know you have both of you that kind of do the blogging as well. Because instead of just having like one person write from their experience, you're also – and you're in a unique position being a couple, an adoptee couple as well. Because <laughs> you can have that experience. It's like, well, what is Lee's view on yeah. me coming to Korea and reunifying with my birth family? <laughs> Mm-hmm. As an adopted couple, it's like that's a very rare glimpse. I don't think a whole lot of people get. So it's you know it's cool that you guys are doing that. Yeah, I feel like you're in a really unique position to kind of like not only observe but like participate in this birth family reunion that's not your own. That's not my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I'm a I'm a spectator. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Write about it yeah. and then tell all the feelings that are going through you while or through myself while I'm watching all this unfold in front of me. Mm-hmm. So. And that's, yeah, that's a lot of our, that's a lot of my posts. Mm-hmm. So and do you guys talk about that before the posts go up or is it just like, I'm going to write this, hit publish. And then for the first time you're like, you thought that? Sometimes don't. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends. Like there have been times that like, because of course, like we're both adoptees, but we're also a husband and wife. So we have that relationship and like, um, there are a lot of things that like, like you've identified things to me about myself that Mm -hmm. I had not realized before. And I feel like vice versa, you know, like, you know, that person and you can kind of like Mm -hmm. call things out sometimes for their personality from knowing them so well. And so I feel like that's happened before. And so then that will spawn a discussion and then eventually that'll be a post. But there are also times that like one of us will just be triggered by something and we'll just start writing Mm -hmm. and then we'll just, send it to the other person and be like, okay, this is going to be our next post. And we're like, what? Like, this is like, <laughs> where did this okay. come from? You know? So it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you ever nixed one of the other person's posts? You're like, we're not putting that in public. We haven't. No. No, we Not a single yet. one yet. No. Not a single one. Yeah. Whitney will edit a lot of my stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> Grammar. Is that grammatical edits? 
it's not, not content. Bad. It's not that bad. It's not that good. It's either. not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need a comma here. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, but we are also, we've just recently opened up for guest vloggers. So if anyone is oh. who is listening, um, we just kind of were like, is everybody sick of hearing from us yet? <laughs> like, it's yeah. been a year. Um, and, you know, we've had so many people, like, if we'll share a story on the blog, our comments might be full of five people sharing their own stories related to that. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know, we want to create an outlet also for people to share those things. So, mm-hmm. um we are, you can go on our Instagram and find out all that information, but we have an open call right now for guest bloggers. So if anyone has something burning on their mind that they want to share, they're welcome to submit. What kind of submissions are you looking for? Anything specific? We have gotten all sorts of things. Um, we've gotten things related to current political climate, mm. um, to people who um, are game ready or recently have gone back for the gathering yep. um, to first time. And kind of their fears and hopes and what their feelings are about that. Um, so we are accepting anything. Are there no any limits on uh, what type of adoptee your land is? Like any transracial adoptee, just Korean adoptees, international adoptees in general? Right. It's Korean adoptees only. Okay. That might change later on, but we're like um, not sure what the response was going to be. So we didn't want to be overloaded here in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So, Korean adoptees, look us up. Okay. And, they, and the call is on both the website and the Instagram as well? Yeah. Yep. yep. And they can and find you on Instagram, at We The Lees. At We The Lees blog. Blog. And then on Twitter, at the We The Lees blog. We The Lees blog. And our site, we're, we're poor, so we're not a .com or anything. Yeah. <laughs> We are at uh, wethelees.wordpress.com. Ah, yes. And we have a contact form and our email address is on there. So it's, and we are very responsive on social media and anywhere online. So we uh, will definitely see it. Cool. Yes, I also had a WordPress site and it was under the Rambler actually. It was under the Rambler moniker, but it was mostly like a, what am I eating today? (laughs) (laughs) It had nothing to do really. Well, the first post was adoption heavy, but the rest of them were mostly like, I just discovered this taco place. We're going to have to go back and look that up. (laughs) It's it's probably a year old. The last post is probably over a year old at this point. (laughs) It's like going back and reading your old, like, Zanga or MySpace. Oh, yeah. I, had, I don't think my – I've tried to look at my Zanga. I don't think it's out there anymore. I know. I've tried too, and I, I – maybe I forgot the name or something, but I couldn't find my old one either. Oh, I definitely remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as far as I'm aware, it was not there, which is sad because there's a lot of, like – I had it in high school. And, you know, yeah. It's right. funny because all the kids right now are like, Zanga, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> There's like some listeners who are like 20 years old, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you sound like, oh, Zanga was when I was in high school. And they're like, how long ago was that? And they're like, oh, I was still like a child. And it's like, yeah, no, you're still a child now. <laughs> We're dating ourselves. We really are. But yeah, Zanga, yeah, it was mostly like funny stories about high school because yeah. high school was as painful as it was. And as I hated high school, I did like to point out the irony of a lot of things and uh-huh. you're like you, this is so ridiculous people are so <laughs> self-serious in high school <laughs> can i can we ask uh what year you graduated high school uh well i was in high school i graduated in 2003 three okay okay 
and I was. I was. Were you four? I was two thousand four. Okay. I was five, so we're all about the same. We're all the same ballpark there. So it was three, four, and five. Yep. yep. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there was Angus. I mean, do you guys remember GeoCities? Oh my goodness, GeoCities. Angel Fire was another Whoa. one. Oh, yeah. I was MySpace. That was, was MySpace. Oh, yeah. So I did MySpace towards the end of high school and then half into college. And okay. then this thing called the Facebook came around. And it was made <laughs> to three colleges at the time. And Rutgers was one of them. And I said, I don't really get it. And they're like, you can have, instead of just three profile pictures on MySpace, you can have ten profile pictures on Facebook. <laughs> and you can see other people's <laughs> class schedules. I was like... All right, maybe for the class schedules thing, I could, uh, I could get on board because <laughs> you can see who was taking the same class. You could, like, it's like the epitome of cyberstalking. The cyberstalking now is like, I just want to see pictures of friends. Yes. And then it was like, she's cute. Is she going to be in my class? No, she's on the Tuesday, Thursday class. I'm going to switch classes to that class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. They, you know, they should have stuck to the college model. That was. But then what happens when you age out? You just got to delete your account or they delete it for you? I don't know. I feel like for some people that should happen. <laughs> like you should be aged yeah. out. I remember when they said like they were announcing, oh, it's no longer for just college students. We're expanding down to high school. And it was like, what? I'm quitting <laughs> Facebook. And nobody quit Facebook. And, and the world didn't end. But then it was like, no, anybody can join. They're like, my mom is on Facebook. Oh. My grandma added me as a friend. I know. That's when it all went downhill. Yep. Just, just ignore it. Don't delete them. Just ignore it. <laughs> just ignore it. <laughs> so sad. Oh, yes. But Facebook is still around, so there isn't. Well, I guess Snapchat is like the new thing. But I'm, I think now I've reached the age where I've already, I've self aged myself out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. And I just quit on my head. On Instagram. No, well, there's stories on Instagram. So I found a. a I, I kind of get that because that was the one thing that was pulling me to Snapchat was when they in- introduced stories. Right. But now that Instagram has it, I don't have to jump the ship. I know. And we <laughs> already had gone to Snapchat and now we're like, crap, because I'm on Instagram. <laughs> so I, we're still trying to decide what we're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. We're playing around. <laughs> Were you, is it under the We The Lees blog on Snapchat? We The Lees blog. It's mostly um, a lot of our travel. Yeah. Um, since we've been traveling. Oh, so yeah. It has been on Snapchat and then food. Mm-hmm. Lots of food. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's what I was doing today. I was like putting all the things in the stories. I'm like, look, after a day, nobody's gonna care about this. <laughs> Nobody cares about it to begin with. So I'm just gonna put it in the stories. Either somebody will watch it and I'll watch it. New cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you don't have to clutter somebody's feed with it. Like exactly. I love, love the concept. I do feel like it was kind of a Snapchat knockoff, but Oh, it's unabashedly yeah. a Snapchat ripoff. Sorry about that Snapchat, but... <laughs> They're pretty good Again, it's not the first thing Facebook has done something like that. I know. I know. But... <laughs> Mark, it, it, what are you doing? It's working. It's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> for the people who are too old to snap. Yes. You are not that old, by the way. I don't think so, but every time I get a younger guest or a listener, they're like, oh, you're old. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Come on, guys. Age, age is only a number, as we say. Your kids know who you're talking, who, who I'm talking <laughs> about. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, I Am Adoptee really quickly? Yeah, sure. I'll just give a little snippet. I Am Adoptee is um, a project that I'm currently working on. 
um, with Thomas Kaplan and Joy Lieberthal Rowe. And I think one or both might be on the show later on. Um, I, so I hope. I think that's a challenge. Absolutely. Oh, Joy yes. and Tom need Sorry, to get on the Tom. show. <laughs> Tom refuses to come on and he wants to be on the 100th episode is his mile marker, he said. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I don't even know if I'm going to get that far, Tom. <laughs> the 100th episode. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, well, Tom and Joy were the founders, and they have graciously brought me on to deal with the back-end technical thing. <laughs> nice. Um, but I'm Adoptee is um, just a short plug. It's just a crowdsourcing website for any type of international adoptees, not Korean only. Um, and it's just for us to kind of connect, to find each other. Um, and it's an opportunity for adoptees to just kind of like be there in a community and understand that it, this is a site um, by adoptees for adoptees. So we're kind of taking care of all of that stuff. So um, there's a really cool story behind it that I will not spoil. I will let Joy share that. Okay. Then her brainchild that she has dreamt of for many, many years. Um, so it's very fun to finally, fi- finally be a part of seeing that come to fruition um, now. But everybody stay tuned. We should be launching soon, and you'll definitely want to be a part of this. Um, one quick thing, my favorite little feature of the site is um, you'll be able to search um, for plane mates that you have come to your adoptive country with. Oh, wow. That's cool. Really well, yeah, that's not something that either of us have done yet. Mm. But we're hoping that um, as the community grows, we'll be able to make some of those connections. So I think that's really neat. Yeah. But I, I'll, let, I'll let Joy and Tom share everything on the 100th episode. On the, <laughs> well, Tom's on the 100th. He's called it. He's, <laughs> he's, he's already put the bill in. I don't know when that's going to happen. It's going to be over a year from now. But, uh, yeah. Well, well, it'll be huge by then. So he'll have a lot to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, explain the is, explain the con- is it more of like a like a Facebook kind of thing for just for adoptees? Is it another social no, network? Is it going to be an app associated with it? Um, as far as I know, there's not an app planned, but um, never say never. Um, it is initially when you'll go to the site, it will be um, like a resource site. So it'll be tons of resources for adoptees. Um, Generally speaking, and also specific to country, um, China, Korea, anywhere else that you can imagine, um, it, there's a central events calendar where you mm-hmm. can search for particular countries or for any um, event happening in your community. And then there will also be a membership um, aspect where people can create a profile, and that's where you'll put your information about um, your plane and your agency and... Um, whatever else you want to share with people. Um, and then that is limited to members viewing. So not everybody can't come on and see all of your personal information. Um, but that is how members can connect with each other once they sign up on the site. So it will be pretty cool to see. Um, hopefully we can make some really cool connections for people. And this is going to be a free resource website. Correct. Yep. Well, that is awesome because that yeah, that is sort of like a it's an interesting take on social networking, especially the plain aspects, because it's something that nobody else really can offer, right? Exactly. Mm. I thought like as soon as Joy mentioned that, I'm like, how can I be a part of this? Because I think this is awesome. That is super awesome, and we're yeah. expecting it to launch sometime in the fall 
of yes, 2016. We're hoping, yes. <laughs> How did you get connected with uh, Tom and Joy? Um, you know, through our blog, <laughs> the the magic of the internet. Um, I think was it Joy and I first got connected. Um, she started following our Instagram, We the Leaves, and she was had like um, seen some of our posts and interacted with us on like our everyday life things that we post and sent us an email one day and she said, I have this project and it seems like you have a really good handle on running your own site. So I was interested in seeing if you wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. So, um, at that time I was able to take on that project. So we've been working together, I don't know, less than six months, around six months yeah, maybe now. Six months. Um, yeah. we've made really good progress and yeah, we are hoping to launch very, very soon. All right. Well, that's awesome. And is there any other social media aspect of, of I am adoptee or is it just the webpage that's coming out soon? Yes. Um, the webpage is coming out soon. There are currently, um, I think Facebook is the most active profile at this time. And that's, um, a lot of like article sharing and different mm-hmm. things. People can go online, go to Facebook and search I am adoptee. Um, and that page is pretty active right now and it will definitely, we'll definitely post updates to the Facebook when the site is launched. Cool. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to uh, get off your chest before we end today's conversation? Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. He's, he's just ready to watch football. <laughs> oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta, all right. I better let you guys go then so you can watch your preseason scrimmage rookie game. Thank you very much, yes. Mike, for having us on. It's been so fun, and we really appreciate it. No, thank you guys for coming on the show and uh, be willing to share everything with with the world. Yes. Absolutely, <laughs> no problem. It's all out there, We're an open book. All right, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank yeah. you. All right, bye. All right, and that was my conversation with Whitney and Lee Fritz, the follow-up to last week's conversation with them. Uh, go visit their website. Visit the website, We The Lees. Go check it out. Read their blog. They're looking for guest bloggers. You should go on there if you are an adoptee and have something to share. You can also follow them on Twitter and Instagram. You could go check out their, their stories, the new stories on Instagram. Uh, you can always email me if you want to get in touch with me uh, to come on my show. Just like the Lees and many other guests have, get in touch with me by email. I'm at therambleradhd at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can like my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash therambleradhd. You can even follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. And that's at therambleradhd, obviously. See the consistency? There's a theme here. I'm not sure if I have ADHD. It's undiagnosed. I don't know. I'm all over the place if you haven't noticed that from the rest of the show. Anyways, anyways. You guys this week, enjoy your Labor Day weekend, okay? It's a long weekend, nice long weekend. Take yourself, take your family, take your friends, go out to the beach, okay? Go to the pool, enjoy the sun, enjoy the good weather, relax a little, have a nice barbecue, make yourself some burgers or hot dogs or veggie burgers if you're a vegetarian, I guess, like black bean burger, those are pretty good. And, uh, you know, kick back and relax. Take some time for yourself to relax before the busyness of the new school year resumes if you are somebody who goes to school or if you have a kid who goes to school just get ready for the insanity and the homework and everything else that comes with it all right so take a little bit of time and relax before all that kicks off uh i have received a nice email from an adoptive parent 
Uh, apparently going through some tough times with her teenage daughter, reached out to me to see if I had any suggestions or anything in her area, which is Washington. Uh, if there were any like mentorship type events like we have at AKA, and I'm happy to say that there are. You can get in touch with AAAW uh, out there in Washington, the adult adoptees, Asian adoptees of Washington. And they have a mentorship program, and they have a whole organization uh, dedicated to adult adoptees living in the state of Washington, just like AKA here in New York. And I'm getting ready to kick off the new year for AKA's teen mentorship program and the youth mentorship program. If you're in the area and you have kids who want to get involved or you'd like to, to donate some time and volunteer to be a mentor, uh, you, know, you can get in touch with me also for that. Um, and that's fun. So I'm getting ready for that. I'm looking forward to it. Love to see the kids. Love to hang out with them. Gonna have a nice lunch. Nice lunch at Ichiyumi in a few weeks. Looking forward to it very much. Anyways, you can always find this podcast on iTunes or Google Play, but you already knew that because you're listening to it right now. I'm hosted at Podbean. You can go to podbean.com and check me out there as well, as well as a plethora of other uh, podcasts out there to include, uh, you know, ones by uh, uh, my colleague Zeke Anders. Zeke Anders, who hosts a podcast called The Non-Members because he does non-member films. Many of you know him and respect his work and appreciate his work with the CAD Diaries that he does. He's a photographer as well and a filmmaker, and uh, you, some of you did that, and that's awesome. He just finished up in Chicago, as far as I understand. So I have that to look forward to as well, as do you online. Uh, music Today, provided by The Bell at Needle Drop Records and a collective effort. You can find their music on SoundCloud.com. Uh, what else? Oh, and Sing Street. Hey, don't forget about Sing Street. Go and watch that. Great, sweet movie. Very sweet movie. I really think you'll like it and enjoy it. Go watch it. It's fun. It's family-friendly, so you can watch it with your family. Uh, something that you can't necessarily do with, uh, with my show all the time, with every episode. All right, so uh, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your long weekend. Relax. Uh, go out there and have a good time and love each other. I'm going to go do Labor Day stuff as well. So there's that. Next week, join us next week when I have my conversation with A.J. Bryant. He lives down there in D.C. He'll be the first Indian adoptee that I have on the show. So that's fun to look forward to as well. We had a great conversation, and you can look forward to that posting next week. All right? You guys have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the long weekend. I will catch you later. And uh, enjoy this 30 seconds of song from the movie musical Sing Street, which I highly recommend again. All right? Just to give you a little taste. A little taste of what the what the movie is. All right. It's good. You'll like it. Check it out. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.